on this week's episode of Living Free with RP, we've got Josephine Campbell. She is recently engaged and still whizzing around on her motor scooter. She was a lot of fun to talk to. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this one. So, here is Josephine Campbell's journey. Well, thank you for being on my podcast today. I don't know. I've never done this before, so I, I've, I've no clue what I'm doing. I just thought I'd agree and see what happened. <laughs> it's it's pretty easy. Pretty much like we're having a conversation. That's all. You know, it's nothing. Uh, oh, okay. Crazy. Okay, you can ask me whatever you like. So, uh, you know, first I always like to start off with you tell uh, you know everybody uh, your name and you know where you're from and tell us a little bit about your family. Okay, my name's Josephine, and I'm from um, Somerset in the UK, the west of England. It is the west of England, isn't it? Southwest. Sorry, southwest of England. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, I have two children, aged t- my daughter's 10 and my son's 16. And I have a fiancé, and all being well, we're getting married in August, but we'll, we'll watch this space. We're just hoping that it's going to go ahead, but no control over you haven't. We'll have to wait and see. And um, and that's me, really. I quite I lead quite a boring life, and <laughs> I, but I like my boring life. I quite I really quite enjoy my boring life, <laughs> not eventual. Well, congrats on your engagement. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So, uh, when did you get diagnosed? Um, four years ago, February. Oh, okay. So you're you're still relatively uh, new. Oh yeah, I'm a newbie. I, I'm still living in denial. So. <laughs> How did you it's react to getting? Years. Um, how did you react to getting di- uh, diagnosed? Um, I shouted at the doctor. I didn't mean to shout at the doctor, but I did shout at the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I was at college doing my degree. Um, I was going to be an accountant. And because I used to be a dog psychologist and I used to work with the police and lots of aggressive dogs and you know sort of turn them around and make them not aggressive anymore and um and then I had my son who's 16 now who's wonderful and um I when he was a couple of weeks old I had a fall and fell down the stairs and broke my back at the bottom base of my spine oh and um I had you know a couple of you know long surgeries and long recoveries to try and fix things but it was too late so I can't walk very far so I drive a mobility scooter and um, so you know I sort of accepted that and got on with it and you know it was one of those things and and then when I had my daughter and she was going to school I thought I can't sit around doing nothing I'll be too bored I don't I don't like bored 
So I'll go back to college, I'll get another degree. That's fine, I'll enjoy that. So I thought, what can I do sitting down? I know, I'll be an accountant. I can do that sitting down, that's fine. So I was at college doing my degree and I started to struggle with the board and the computer and the work. And I kept thinking, well, I've never needed glasses before. And I was nearly 40 then. I thought, uh-oh, here we go. Age is creeping up on me. Finally need glasses. Always had perfect eyesight, never had an issue. And um, I went to the optician and got some normal reading glasses and they didn't work. So I went back to the optician after a few months and said, you know, things are getting worse. And I kept crashing the mobility scooter and didn't know why. I just thought I was being careless <laughs> and, um, and making silly mistakes and not seeing, like I put the remote control down and not see where it went. And I just thought I was being silly, to be honest with you. And, um, and then I went back to the optician and I saw a different optician. I saw a lady this time and she said that I don't like what I'm seeing on the results that I'm getting. You need to go to the eye hospital. I've never been there, that's the new one on me. And um, so she said it's quite urgent, so if you don't hear anything, you must chase it up. Okay, I'll do that, and I did chase it up. And the eye hospital said that they hadn't received a referral yet, but to, you know, wait for a phone call or a letter. So I waited, and um, another six months went by, and I went back to the optician, I just said, this is getting ridiculous, you know, I can't, you know, my eyes are so sore, I have to go home at the end of the day and I have to close them, and I've never had to do that before, and. I can't focus on things and again I'm crashing the scooter again and this is just getting silly like you know so um, so then he said you need to go to the eye hospital today I said I'm not going today I can't go today <laughs> and I said the children are going to their dad's house I've got a nice hot bath waiting for me in a quiet house I'm not wasting that I'm going, I'm going home to my hot bath so I said I can't go today I said I'm not busy on Thursday I can go on the Thursday so he gave me a letter and I went on the Thursday went up on the bus you know no problem and I had some tests and had some drops put in that I'd never had before. I didn't know what they were. And um, I was there for about five hours, which was a long day. And then I got on the bus on the way home. And because I'd had these drops that I'd never had before, I didn't realise they made your vision more distorted. So I got on the wrong bus. So instead of taking an hour, I took three hours to get home. So that was quite oh. funny. And um, I was cursing at the end, but it was quite funny afterwards. And, um, and it was only when my son phoned me to ask me where I was. And I said, I'll be home soon, sweetheart. I said, I've been on the bus an hour. And the bus driver said, where are you going? And I told him, he said, no, no, this bus doesn't go there. I said, yeah. He said, no, no, we, we don't go there. I said, I got on the wrong bus. So he had to take me to the right bus. So, um, and I don't drive, so. And um, and then I went back every week to the okay. hospital for different tests. And I said to my partner, I said, they're sorry, you know, at the hospital, they're fitting you with glasses. I've never, you know, they're, they're really sort of doing their job. Because I thought they were just fitting me with glasses, but doing a, a, a reasonable job. And then on the sixth week of going back every week, uh, she called me into her office and she said, um, she said, right, she said, I've filled in the visual impairment register. Would you like to sign it today? I, I said, a what? I, I don't, <laughs> a, what, what, a what? She said, a visual impairment register. I said, why? And I looked behind me. I, I thought, why? Who's visually impaired? <laughs> she said, you are. I went, since when? And she said, nobody <laughs> told you. You've been coming here for six weeks. I said, no, I just thought I was getting glasses. I'm so sorry nobody said anything I said I don't know what you're talking about so she went out of the office and then she came back in and she held my hands which is the worst thing at that moment she could have done because it was just a bit of a shock she said I'm so sorry you should have been told do you have any questions and then I, I said yes I said I do why not you with your fancy car in your posh office I've had my turn I've done my bit why can't it be your turn <laughs> and I could hear these words coming out of my, in my head thinking be quiet be quiet be quiet <laughs> anyway, and then, you know, we sort of, you know, got, and I wouldn't sign the register because I didn't know what it was. I'd never heard of it before. 
And then she showed me the exit, because I have to go back the following week. She said, right, it's down here to the right. I said, I can see it from here. And I couldn't, but I wasn't telling her that. And, and I went home and didn't say anything to anybody, because I thought, I'm going to go back next week, and then they're going to tell me they've made a mistake, and then I've upset people for nothing. You know, I don't want to put that on people. That's not right. So I went back the following week, and she called me back in. And she, you know, explained everything about what they'd found. And she said, um, I'm so sorry. She said, you know, we really thought you were told. We really thought somebody would have spoken to you by now. And I said, no, I said, oh, I'm sorry. I said, I, I didn't mean that outburst. I'm not normally like that. It was just a bit of a shock. <laughs> she said, what? I said, last week when I had to go with you, I didn't mean to do that. I don't normally do that. I'm not like that. She said, it wasn't me. I said, it was. I said, you called me in here. We sat and chatted and you held my hand. She said, that was my colleague. I went, oh, I wonder where your accent had gone. <laughs> She said, when I tell you you can't see, I mean you can't see, because <laughs> she looked the same to me. <laughs> it's so funny. But, um, and then it just went from there, and I had some, um, I had that ERG test where they put all those electrodes over your eyes and round your face. And uh, and um, and then they did some genetic testing, and it came back with um, RP, um, Stargarts, and Ushers. Oh, wow, okay. And... Mm, I'm lucky, aren't I? Not with those yeah. things, You got it and, um, and she said, um, then there's a thing in the UK called the 100,000 Genome Project. And instead of testing 179 of your genes, which I had tested originally, they test 100,000 to try and break it down even more. And um, so um, those results are due in about June, three years plus. So it will be three years. I'm waiting for those results. Oh, wow. And, um, and just to give you some more information, really. But um, it just it, it just becomes part of every day. It's not something I think about every day. It's not something I worry about every day. It's not something that causes me, you know, enough upset to sort of be depressed and take myself to my bed or anything like that. It's just nobody's done anything to me. And it's one of those things. And as much as they said that hereditary, I've got a huge family. And I mean, massive. I've got, on my dad's side alone, there's like 128 cousins. Not because oh, wow. of my mum's side. So She's... massive. Huge <laughs> Irish classic, Irish classic. You say no birth control, no TV. So, um, so you know, it's everywhere. So, and there's and there's no, you know, there's none anywhere. Both sides of the family. I've checked everybody I could think of. I spoke to aunties and uncles and cousins, and nobody's got anything. I'm so the you're, the, you're the you're the lucky one. I'm the I'm the yeah. And I said so. She said what she thinks happens is one day my body just woke up and mutated some genes, and that was it. Hmm. That's what she thinks happened, but she won't know until I get the correct genetic results in oh. June, if not later. Oh, okay. So we'll have to wait and see. All righty. Yeah, do you... Um, I wonder if people who are listening, do they have that Charles Bonnet syndrome? Uh, what's that, though? What's uh, What are the symptoms of that? That, that? Yeah, that's where... It's called Charles Bonnet after the man who discovered it. It's where when you have sight loss, your brain tricks you into thinking it can see things that it can't. So let's you, So I make very, very many stupid, funny mistakes of things that I think are there that aren't. So that's Charles Bonnet syndrome. So far, it's been quite funny. For some people, it'd be quite frightening. Oh, yeah. For me, it's been quite funny, so I'm all right. I could say I've had, I mean, I think I've had experiences where, you know, I, and I thought it was just kind of normal, you know, where, you know, you kind of, yeah, you see something like a, a flash of something. You know, and you're yeah. like, you think there's something there, and you, I'll stop. I'll just kind of like stop because I think I'm about to walk into something. But then there's, it's, it's nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? So, yeah, 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 I've had that. So I don't know if that's like similar to that, but I've definitely, I mean, I know I have experienced something like that where it's just like you think there's something, you're, or you might feel like there's something in the corner, 
you know, and you're like, you'd look right, and then there's nothing there. No, my, mine's more, um, let me, uh, can I explain it without making myself sound really stupid? <laughs> you're, not, um, you're not stupid. <laughs> my, mine's more, um, I, we live by the beach, and which is lovely, mm-hmm. and I drive my mobility scooter on the beach because I don't know, I go to my friend's house across the beach and I don't know how to get the other way, so I just go the way that I know. And I was going along one day and I looked across the beach and I saw a donkey. And but in my defence, this was before I knew I couldn't see, so in my defence, just so just so you're aware. Um, and I saw a donkey and I thought, oh, oh no, because we have a man that comes with the donkeys on the beach for the children to ride the donkeys. Okay. And I just thought, you know, oh no, he's left one of the donkeys. Uh oh, I can't. I can't leave the donkey because it will drown. It will go across where we had mud flaps and it will go into the mud and it will get stuck and it will drown. I can't I can't have that on my conscience. I've got to save the donkey. So I was on the promenade at this point on my scooter. So I did a U-turn and got back on t- and got on the beach, which you shouldn't take your mobility scooter on the beach because I've been rescued more than once by the Coast Guard. Now, enough no, we're on first name terms now. <laughs> and um, and we're going, I'm driving down the beach and I'm thinking, right, my partner knows a donkey man. He can call the donkey man. He can... I'll, I'll take the donkey home, I'll put it in the garden, and then he can call the donkey man, and then he can collect his donkey, and everything will be all right, and then the donkey's not going to drain. All a big conversation in my head, having this conversation with myself, trying to save this donkey. And I had no nothing with me, no dog lead. I didn't have a dog then. So I, thought, I know, I've got my college ID on, on, a, on a thing around my neck. So I thought, I'll lasso it like a cowboy with my college ID, and I'll take it home. And it made perfect sense in my head, honestly, really did. So I'm getting down the beach and I get about and I'm shouting out to this donkey, please don't go any further, please don't go any further, please don't die, I can't have that on my conscience. And I get about six feet away from this donkey, shouting out at the donkey before I realise that it's a man wearing a rucksack. <laughs> I'm wearing a what? So, and he turned a rucksack like a backpack. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and he turned around and looked at me, and he saw me trying to lasso him with a, with a college lanyard thing, and I just carried on driving. I thought, I can't stop because he's going he's to want to know what's going on. <laughs> so there was no honestly, donkey, man. There was no donkey. There was no donkey, honestly. And then, and then a, another time I was in the park with a dog, and I saw a German shepherd by the wall, and I thought, oh, some dog must have got out from somewhere. You know, I can't leave it because if it was my dog. I want someone to make sure it was okay. That's the right thing to do. Yes. So people people going past me and saying, and I'll say, excuse me. And most people in the, in the local park, you know, you sort of know each other with your dog and you say good morning and, you know, they're nice and polite and nice. Sweet. So, and I was saying, excuse me, is that your dog? And pointing to where the dog was. And they were looking at me and looking where I was pointing. And they're not responding to me. And I was thinking, they're being very rude. <laughs> That's not normal. Why are they being so rude? Didn't put two and two together at all. I just thought they were being rude. So then I thought, it's okay. I'm a dog psychologist. I know my stuff. I know how to approach a dog. I know how to calm a dog down. I know my stuff. So I got off the scooter, got the dog treat out, started to shake the dog treat, approach the dog side on, do my blinking, do my yawning, do my licking, do my licks, all these things to calm this dog down, called calming signal. And by this time, and I'm calling the dog, come on, sweetie. It's okay. Come on, sweetie. And I thought, I'll get to its collar, find a number, call the number, the person whose dog it is will come and get their dog, or I'll take it home. It's not a problem. And I, at, at this point, I got an audience of about seven or eight people with their dogs just standing, staring at me, watching me, what I was doing. And I just assumed, I thought, why, have I been, why aren't they not helping? 
so rude by they just staring surely you'd, you'd help so i just thought fine i'll do it on my own and again i got about six feet away and i realized it wasn't a german shepherd it was a tree stump so <laughs> i spent 20 minutes trying to encourage a tree stump to come and get a dog treat <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's like what's this crazy lady doing why is <laughs> Don't go near! Don't go near the crazy lady. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. I just said that's exactly what it is. But my partner loves it because I phone him up and I go, "You never guess what I did today." <laughs> oh my god! That now that's that's quite. I don't know if I've heard of that before, but I'm sure. Hopefully, uh, we'll, as we go along, maybe we'll learn. Maybe other people do have that. <laughs> I, think, I don't think it's very common, but people do have it. Well, some people have frightening sort of images, like, you know, right. um, I know of one lady, I read about one lady that has, you know, she was at home and she thought the house was on fire because she could see flames. Oh, boy. You know, yeah, so it's, but I haven't had that. I've had, I've had the silly, embarrassing, funny ones, so I'm all right at the moment. That's good, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's all right. I mean, I came home one day and there was leaves that were blown in from the garden and I walked in the house and I saw oh, leaves all over the floor. So I bent down to pick them off and it wasn't leaves, it was dog vomit. So, and of course, I, I was in my shock. I sort of shook it everywhere out of my hand. It went all over uh, the kitchen wall. Uh, uh, I was scrubbing the kitchen to try and get rid of the dog bunny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So I just I could write a book, I tell you. <laughs> That's important to have a good sense of humour about it all. Oh, I think you have to. I think, as I said, nobody's done anything to me. Nobody's caused this. Nobody's, there's nobody to blame. You know, it's not like somebody sitting with a car and, you know, they were drink driving or... You know, it's not, there's no, there's nowhere to put that. So me, I would be wasting my time and my energy feeling like that. I have a bad day, don't get me wrong. I have my, I have the occasional bad day and I'll feel sorry for myself and I'll wallow for a while and I'll, you know, why me and it's not fair and, you know, not probably about three times a year, not very often, but it's not anybody's fault. You know, the children need me to be their mum. My partner needs me to be his partner. I've got a house to run and I do voluntary work with the local um, visually impaired society. And, you know, all these people, you know, a lot of them are a lot worse off than I am. So it's not fair for me to take that to them when they're going through more than I am. Right. There you go. It's a good, it's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I just think you have to be thankful for what you have. I think we just do, do what we do, you know. We just do as we would normally do, even if we were, you know, Sighted, fully sighted, right. and we just right. try to adjust yeah, when have, we need to. You have to. You get people saying, oh, "I don't know how you do it," or, or it, I mean, one lady said to me one day, "Oh, you're such an inspiration," and I went, "Why?" She, what do you mean? I said, "Well, I got up this morning and I had a shower, and I took my daughter to school, and I came into town and had a coffee." There's, right at this moment, there's probably a doctor saving a child's life. How am I an inspiration? I got up and had a shower and took my daughter to school. It doesn't. It doesn't. You know, it's not the same lines as far as I'm concerned, you know? <laughs> well, I think, it's, I think it's because to people like that, they can't, you know, they couldn't picture that. Like, you know. They can't, no. To them, it's like, can't. that's amazing. You got, the fact that you went out of bed, you got out of bed the morning and just did your stuff, to them is amazing. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, and to me, it's just, you don't have a choice. Well, you do have a choice. I suppose I could lie in bed and wallow. Oh, you could, but that's yeah. not going to help me. That's not going to make my life any easier, is it? It's not going to make my sight loss go away. So what's the point? No. Cause I get that too. I get the whole like you know, you know, people always tell me how you know they're very inspired by me and things I do, and I'm like, well, I'm yeah. But I'm like in my head, I'm always just like, well, I'm just I'm just being how I would normally be. Yeah. You know, even if I were just Definitely. you know fully excited, I've always I've 
I don't approach things really any differently. I just do them the same. No, no, me. I totally agree with you. And I think that's, unless you're faced with something, you can't understand, and, and it's not fair to expect people to understand. No. Because it's not possible, you know? So you just, it's lovely that people are very nice and very kind, but you just, you know, and, and, and they see you as an inspiration. That's lovely, don't get me wrong. Yeah, right. But it's like, not it, feel, it feels good. I mean, it's, it's definitely cool. Yeah, it just feels lovely. But you just get up and carry on because, what else are you supposed to do? I'm not dying. What's well, like? You know? Well, how many times I've, I've, I've got my own home and my own surroundings, and I, I'm a lot better off than a lot of people. Right. So I mean, like, it's like, how many times have you heard someone say to you, like, when you tell them that you're visually impaired, and they go, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." Oh yeah. And you're like, oh, why, why? 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 Yeah. Why are you sorry? I'm not dying. <laughs> exactly. I I normally say, "Why? What have you done?" <laughs> like, okay, uh, you know, I'm so sorry. It's I'm like, what's no, it's it's no different than anything else. Exactly. And I'm okay. I'm I'm good. Thank no. you. Exactly. And you uh, you know, and everyone's like, but you know, you don't know what the future holds, and you know how how bad it's going to get. I'm like, what knowledge are you? You don't know what the future holds. Yeah, we all, we all, yeah, we all do. Tomorrow. I always say I had. You no, know, it's the same. It's the same for everybody. What was that? I say it's the same for everybody. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, it's the same for everyone. You just know. take it a day at a time. Take it a day at a time, and as I said, I'm just, I, I, I do live in denial a lot of the time. I do, I don't, I don't think I've accepted it yet, and I don't know if I ever will, to be honest with you. But I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing. I'm not sure. It's all part of your, it's all your, me, you know, it's your journey. It's, yeah, it's all how you, you know, you, exactly. It's only four years. It's nothing. Well, also I look at it like you know, in twenty years, that might be different. Or people say, "I'm, you know, I feel bad for you," and you're like, "I, I just go, why, uh, you know." People help me get me like food. I can sit down most of the time when I go in bars and things like that. They people help me out do all this stuff. I don't have to drive anymore, so I don't have to stress about all of that. And exactly. So so life's really not that bad. Like I have a friend who's um she's paralyzed from the waist down, and we both joke about the same yeah. thing because she gets the same thing. The whole you know, oh, I'm so sorry for you, blah blah blah. And she's like, why? I could I could just sit down when most people have to stand. She's like, I get carried around. <laughs> And I go in somewhere and I queue up. And a lot of people are very kind. Like, you can go first. And I say, that's very nice of you, but I don't understand why you're letting me go first because I'm the only one sitting down. So, surely you lot should go first and <laughs> you're standing up. <laughs> you know, so don't get me wrong, it's very kind, but I'm, 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 not, I'm absolutely fine where I am. Thank you very much. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I'm good. You know, like, uh... Exactly. And as I said, you just you make the best of it because I don't understand, I don't see what other choice you have. That's it. Well, you can only do two things. You can see bit. You can be bitter and angry about everything. Yeah. Or you could. You can try to be funny and just take things. You know, take things lighter and and go on about your life. Exactly. Exactly. And it's when people say so. When you tell people who didn't know, and they'll go, "I would never have known." And I thought, like, "Do you think I need a big sign made?" You know. I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot to wear my "I'm visually impaired" T-shirt. I go to the bars with my friends okay. and I'll go to the bar I'll go up to the counter to get a drink and I'm calling them, I'm like, excuse me please may I have you know a glass of wine or excuse me and they're not responding and I'm like oh, you know there's nobody else at the bar I'm the only one standing there so why isn't anybody at, why, why is he or she being so rude and I realise I'm talking to a beer pump so <laughs> <laughs> it's not a person so I had a 
T-shirt made that said, I'm not drunk, I'm blind. And I wore that to the pub instead. <laughs> that, that's important, though, because in our situation, apparently, you know, people do, if you're in a bar especially, the way we look, because we're so, we tend to be a little disoriented, that's how, yes. apparently, that's how it comes across, that we, we, we've had a little it's too not- many. Oh, yes, I've had that as well. I really have. I've nothing yet. I've just got here. Can I at least get one? <laughs> Please. Yeah, but like I have, I just walked in, uh, you know, like I mentioned in one of my first podcasts, I had that happen to me. And that was the moment I realized that I need to start bringing a cane with me because I was refused service because my friend was walking. My friend was actually, like we walked into the bar and my friend uh, walked me to the bathroom. And I guess customers yeah. had complained that I looked Ooh. like I was disoriented. And uh, so as soon as I sat, we sat down at our table, the guys like straight up said, I can't serve you. I've, I've been told I can't serve you. No. Yep. So it was, a, oh and that was like a very no, big, big, it was a big moment to me. It was upsetting, but at the same time, if it had, I mean, it definitely made me realize, okay, you know what, regardless how I feel about my vision, yeah. I need to bring a cane with me just so other people who are maybe a little too nosy, uh, <laughs> To make them aware, complain, yeah, yeah and definitely. So, so I'll just yeah. this, this way, it's like no, I, haven't, I haven't had that yet, and I don't. I do have my cane, and I've had the training, the mobility training. Okay, and I don't. I don't use it very often. A very rare. Well, normally, I'm on a mobility scooter. To be honest with you, so trying to use a cane on a scooter isn't really. It's not. You know, it's counterproductive. No, so yeah, I yeah. don't really do that. <laughs> but um, I have used it a couple of times. But normally, when I want to get to the bar first. <laughs> that's when I normally get it out because <laughs> I can go and get served first because <laughs> yeah, everybody moves out of your way so I use it to my advantage but apart from that I haven't used it <laughs> it's like you know then you gotta worry about bumping into people at the bar and you're like I'm sorry I'm not rude I'm, I, I, oh, yeah, I just didn't that, see you yeah no I, I, I've had the mistake in identity a lot of the times so now I just wait to everybody oh no that's the worst one and that yeah, one, yeah yeah I've been I used I to everybody I wait to everybody that's it just wave just in case. Or handshakes, yep, you know, you I miss do. handshakes. Then, handshakes are the worst. Oh, that, that's, a, that's hilarious because you, cause you, they're looking awkward and you know they're looking awkward, but you can't work out why because you can't see that they've put their hand out. So, and, and it's quite, uh, what, what, what are they standing funny for? And then suddenly it clicks all of that and uh, you put your head like, down. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always like that though in the yeah, office. I always like that in the office when people would be like, you know, I was, I was waving to you and you didn't, you didn't wave back to me. Oh, was I looking? Yeah. Was I looking at you? No. Exactly. Oh, guess what? I didn't see no you. No point waving any <laughs> Oh yes, I had this. Um, I was on my way home one day, my daughter, and um, I was I was on the way home, and there was a late girl over the road, and I said, "Hi, oh, yeah." I said, "Are you okay?" She said, "Yes." I said, "It's getting quite late and dark now." I said, "You are going straight home, aren't you?" She said, "Yes." It's about fourteen. And I said, um, I said, Toby's at home, my partner's at home, if you want to leave, don't be walking in the dark. No, no, I'm okay, I'm with my friend. I said, you sure? I said, please, because I'll be checking with your mum that you got home, okay? Anyway, okay, she said, and she went off. My daughter said, who's that, mummy? And I said, it's Gemma's daughter, Ella. She said, that's not Ella. <laughs> it is. It isn't. I said, oh, no, I'm going to get, like, you know, social service lady at my door thinking I'm trying to chat some 14-year-old girl. Oh, no. I'm going to my house and give her a I was convinced it was hers. Oh no! I've heard I've heard people going into the car like the wrong cars. Oh yeah, I haven't done that yet. I have. I did. I did have a partner one day. I phoned him up and I said, um, and he's not the kind of person to ignore me or anything like. He's not like that at all. And um, we get on really well, thankfully. And um, and I phoned him up and I said, What have I done? He said, What do you mean? 
I was waving away at you and I was trying to wave you down and you know you totally ignored me in the car and it's not like you at all. I must have done something bad. He said, What do you mean? I said, I saw you in town. He said, Joe, I'm I'm at the other the other end of Bristol. He said, I'm not even anywhere near. <laughs> what was the name? Say cheese. And I in the I just stuck my middle finger up thinking, God you then if you don't want to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was like, oh my goodness me, that's a poor man going around thinking this weird woman on the scooter sticking a middle finger up to me. <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> so yeah, I get myself into quite a lot of difficulty, but it is quite for me. <laughs> so where's your vision currently? Um, I don't know. I, I, I find that a very difficult thing to answer because I don't know because it, the peripheral is terrible mm-hmm. and the depth is terrible. Okay. And... And the focus, like I'll drop something on the floor and it takes me 10 minutes to find it, that annoys me. And we were playing Monopoly um, a few nights nights ago and my children had more fun watching me trying to find the dice on the Monopoly board than they did actually playing the game. Because it was hilarious trying to watch me. Because I I knew it was there, because I knew they'd rolled it. So I'm trying to find these dice. Like, where are they? So, yeah, and I knew they were there. And that makes you more frustrated because you know that they're there. Oh, yeah. But, um, but you know, I I don't know. I spent, you know, it, so it took a long time for me to get there too. It's, it's, it's still like, I think doing this podcast has helped because I've learned from other people. Now I can, oh, really? I can describe it a little better. Cause like I talked to somebody on here that, um, she described it as kind of having a donut in front of her eyes. And that was like the zone where she couldn't see because I was like, wait a minute, I kind of have, yeah. I must have that because. I still have a little pocket of peripheral vision where if I put my hands all the way to yeah. the sides, I have peripheral vision. But if I go, now yeah. I start moving my hands out slowly, they'll disappear. So now they're gone, they're gone, yeah. they're gone, they're gone, they're gone, they're gone. And then once my hands get to just about in front of my eyes, that's when I see them. Yeah. So that, that oh, yeah. almost like a donut in front of you and that's where you miss your handshakes and that's where you miss your high fives because they're in that they're in this kind of donut in front of your face yeah i call it sort of the blind spots things are in the blind spots and i just think you know what there's no point yep. there's no point it's so I'm, tough I'm and plus what's tricky now is no also point. what's tricky also is that our brain is filling in the gaps yes. that it doesn't have information for so that's why oh, sometimes yeah. you walk into things because your brain made it look like it was maybe something that was, you know, maybe there was something there, but your brain made it seem like it wasn't there. So you just kept, oh, you yeah. know, now, right and now you walk into that, you know, the door frame or you, you know, you, cause you misjudge those things yeah. because your brain missed, you know, kind of distorted that, you know? Yeah, that's true. That is. Yeah. I just, I get bruises, unexplained bruises. And I'm like, yep, yeah, that's another one. Well, <laughs> I do that one. Oh, I slam okay, my no, face into no things idea. so many times. Like when I, you know, you know, when you go to reach, yeah. When you go down, say to like you drop something, and then you quickly reach down, like you you, know, you come almost really yeah. quickly to go great to get it, but then you forget when you go yeah. to reach down to get it that you either left the door open or you were actually yeah. really close to the counter or something, and then boom, you bash your yeah. head right into the counter because you didn't realize you were that close, you know, to the counter. And, yeah. Oh yeah, I got like I have cuts like in the middle of my forehead. I've had you know yeah uh, gouges oh, under my face, under my eyes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I wear them with pride. You gotta, you gotta wear that stuff with pride, though, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, it did help me get engaged, though, because my partner's very laid back. And it'd get around to it eventually, but I was I didn't want to wait any longer. So I just said to him, I said, the longer you leave it, the bigger the ring's going to have to be, because I'm not going to be able to see it. 
So you need to think about ah. how much you're going to spend. <laughs> and we need a lot bigger ring. This isn't going to do. <laughs> exactly. I said, I'm going, need, I'm going to need a rock if you see some space, if you, if you need it any longer. So if I were you, I'd go and get one. <laughs> like he proposed, you're like, this is all you could so afford? Is this all you could, is, is this what my, this is what I mean to you? What do you mean? That's a pretty big carry. Oh, I can't see it, so. <laughs> exactly. That's my fault. What do you mean you spent £100,000 of the mortgage money? Well, you waited too long. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Now, did... that, I mean, I think that's the thing. I mean, I did say to him when I first found out, I didn't tell anybody straight away. Uh-huh. And then I did tell him a little bit a few weeks later. And I said, um, we've been together about four years at this point. Okay. And I said, uh, and we just started living together. And I said, um, I said, you didn't sign up for this. You know, there's the door. I, t- I do understand. I won't hold it against you, you know, because I don't know how I'd be. Oh, so wow. Idea, have you? Yeah, well, that's okay. And, um, wow. and because I was physically disabled when he met me, he just turned around to me and he said, but you were broken when I met you. What difference does it make? <laughs> and that was it. There you go. And I was like, that, 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 that did me. That was, you know, I like that, that. Did, that was absolutely fine. You know. Hey? I changed my mind now. Oh, he, he changed, changed his mind. mind now. Oh. Said, no, it's too late. Too late. Ring, too, late. Too, late. too late. Put the ring on. It's, it's too late. <laughs> oh, yeah. I keep telling him that if he changes his mind, I'm going to take off his testicles with a blunt spoon. <laughs> I, I actually, I actually, it's funny because you mentioned that because I actually, that's what I was going to ask you. How, like, um, how, you know, he felt about, uh, you know, being on board with this and yeah. how, how how he reacted um, to it and he, stuff like he that. He does worry. He does. Don't get me wrong. He does worry, and we don't know what the future holds. And he's trying to get the house that we brought together. He's trying to get up together enough so I can manage when I can't see at all. Mm-hmm. You know, when it gets to the point where I can still get around the house, I know where everything is, and that kind of stuff. Right. Like we're having a new kitchen in September, you know. So hopefully by September, you know, I can have everything put where I need it to be and lights put in and different things, and you know. And he put make sure there's lights outside, so when it's dark, the lights come on, and all the lights in the way. The day we moved into the house, he went around the whole house and he changed all the light bulbs to the same setting. There you go, there you go. So every single room was every single room was the same wattage, the same light. I wasn't struggling. Like you yeah, because you yeah, the change of light like that so. make a difference. Gotcha. Yeah, and he did that. And his friends were going, "Oh, we've got boxes to unpack. No, I need the light. I need to make sure Joe can get around the house. You know, it's just so he does worry. Don't get me wrong, but he's very good at not. He doesn't treat me like I'm going to break. Well, the, the, my, like my, I would say there. my advice would be make sure to tell him to put everything back where it belongs. Oh, he does, yes. Wherever you, oh, no, correction, correction. Not where it belongs, but where you put it. Where I put it, <laughs> yes. Where I put Cause it. Because that's the fight I, I that, get all the like, time with my wife. That's the fight I get into with my wife all the time. It's like, where, where is this? Yes. Where is this? It's over here. Oh, yes. Where's over yes. here? I didn't put that there. Because I didn't put it there. Put it where I put it. Yes, and I'll, I'll be fine now. I don't need you to do it for me then. I can do it myself. But put it where I put, put it. Put it back. So, yes. Well, I, well, I put it over here. Well, don't. No, no. That's not where I. It goes back here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I totally agree. And he's very good like that. I must admit, he doesn't. This are like the remote yeah, control, like you know, the remote control for the TV. Yeah. Like, my wife will oh, leave yeah. it on the couch sometimes, and the remote is black, and the couch we have is black, so yeah, I don't see right. it. And, so, and the couch is dark. Oh, yep. Yep. Can you put the we the remote goes yep. here. This is where I always want the remote. If yep. you aren't holding it, the remote goes right here. So I don't yep. have to call you <laughs> and explain, hey, I'm here. I know you're at work, but I'm trying to find the remote and I can't find it. Where is it? <laughs> yeah, where did you leave it? I know you must have had it. If I had it, I'd have put it back 
where it belongs. And the cla- so I know where it and was. And the classics always, yep. it's over there. Have you ever... Oh, yeah, I get that a lot. Hey, it's over there. Excuse me, where yeah. is this? Oh, yeah. it's over there. Yeah. Um, I get that in the supermarket. Excuse me, because they moved, they moved the supermarket around. It annoyed me because I knew where everything was. So one day I was looking for the pasta. Yeah. I said, excuse me, I said, um, you've moved the pasta. Can you tell me where it is, please? And, she, and I know she put her arm up because she pointed somewhere. And I went... I know you're pointing somewhere, but that really doesn't help the situation. <laughs> that, so can you just take me to the pasta? Because that'll save a lot of time and a lot of confusion. Just yeah, this take me to this the isn't working for me. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's over there. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. It's over there. Yeah. Uh, Could be anywhere. Yeah, over there is anywhere. It doesn't make any difference whatsoever. It's always the worst. You know, That's one like of the worst son, ones. My son's yeah. very good. At, my son's a fetish. You know, he's very, he moves around a lot. And he talks to you and he's like bouncing on one foot to the other and moving his arms. And I can't cope with the fast movement. It makes me, I'll get the motion sickness with the fast movement. I can't cope with it. Oh, okay. So I have to hold him still. And I'm like, you must stay still. Please. I'm going to vomit. <laughs> stay still when you talk to me because I'm going to vomit because I can't cope with the movement. <laughs> you know, so they're getting there. They're getting better. The children are very good. I must admit they're, they've adapted and they've, they laugh at me a lot, which is fine. I laugh at myself. So I have no problem with that at all. Right. And they've, They've just—I'm still their mum. That's that's it. And that's that's what. That's see, that's what I—that's you know, what I remember what about growing up. My mom also is yeah, really? visually impaired, also, and I grew up that way. I grew up helping my mom, and uh, she was yeah. always a mom, and she always did everything a mom did, and uh, she yeah. still does. And she's—you know—she cooks, cleans. You know, she always does all the the normal yeah. things a mom does, and. Uh, I never looked at yeah. her any differently, and you know, I always, like I said, I would go shopping with her and help her get things off the show and do the, you know, and and all that yeah. stuff. So, yeah, I think that's perfect. And uh, I know my son now is kind of paying that forward to me because now he's my he's my helper. So when I drop something or whatever, and he's around, I'll be like, Evan, I can't find this. Where is it? And he'll come pick it up for me. So did you mind when it when it was your mom? Did you ever mind? Did you ever sort of feel resentful? Oh no, no. That you had to help. Nope. I always, you know, I, 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 no problem. My mom, I, it was kind of one of those things you just, you know, okay, my mom's visually impaired and you just kind of, you know, you just did it. They just step up. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, my children have never, ever, ever complained. I just, it's me. I'm always so conscious of the fact that I don't want them to have to take care of me. Helping me is one thing, but not taking care oh, of no, me. Oh, no, right. I should be taking care of them. Right. So, so I'm very careful with that. And I always, I don't ever want them to grow up. I mean, I have, the fact I've watched They it. have to do a bit more or. That worries me. No, I think you'd be fine. You think you, get, you have a good attitude about it. You have the proper way of looking at it. You're going to do what you do. And hopefully your kids will have the, the proper attitude too. And, and they'll help you when you need to. And like, I mean, my mom had my mom had some embarrassing moments happen when we're eating dinner. And I just looked at her and said, Mom, you're fine. Like, you know, I'll, and I just helped her. Like, you know. Yeah, don't worry. I think one time she accidentally yeah, yeah, put milk. I think she drank. I think she put milk or did something in her food or something she used the wrong thing and i watched her do it and i'm like and i could tell she was kind of embarrassed and i'm just like mom don't worry about it yeah and I, that helps and I, I mean i did last night i put my son some melon and i cut him up the melon yeah and um and, and when we had dinner i wiped the sides but i mustn't have wiped them properly where i could see uh-huh. so i just you know i wiped them which i thought was okay so i put him up some melon and, he, and, and he, you know and my son was like but there's cheese all over the melon That's, and that's the best way to handle it. Like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, mom just did yeah. this. It's okay. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. That. Exactly. And, and I think that from my point of view, as I said, I, I don't ever want them to feel responsible for me. Helping me and being part of a family 
he's brilliant because he teaches them life lessons, but I don't want him to ever feel responsible for me. No. Yeah. I mean... That's the thing for me. I want them to be children and I want them to have a childhood and not be marred by, you know, well, we couldn't because of mum this and mum that, and I don't ever want them to think that. No. No, I was always... I was... How old's your son? Uh, my son is seven. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which I think it was about the same age... I was when my mom got diagnosed. She got diagnosed at like 32. She had never known. So. How did she cope with that? Oh, she was fine. Did she have issues before that? Was she uh, okay? They thought she was clumsy growing up. Oh, okay. Yeah. They always thought she was Latin. And then I think she, in her 20s, got misdiagnosed like a bunch of times. You know, they just gave her, I forgot what they used to say she had. So it took quite some time yeah. before. And then 32 years old is when she got diagnosed. And and that's as far as I remember, and as, as long as I can remember, it's always been, you know, I've always been like, you know, we just helped my mom and, and that was it. You know, but she always did everything else. Cooked, cleaned and all that stuff. So it was never. Yeah. Yeah. Even to this day, yeah, she seems do, the same yeah. to me, but I know she has a lot less vision than she did back then. But I mean, she almost has nothing. Yeah. She pretty much almost has nothing now. I mean, she has like a little bit. And, uh, but okay. you, she still, you could, it, to me, it just seems like she's the same mom she was, you know, back then. <laughs> so, see that's important. That is important. So, if you're thinking about how you, you know, are perceived to your kids, that's what I think your kids are always going to probably see you a lot different than you think you see yourself. Like you, that makes sense. You might think that's yourself true, yeah. that are you maybe, oh, geez, am I not the mom that I'm supposed to be or not? And uh, I, I highly doubt that your parent, your kids think that way. I think your kids probably think they're probably more amazed by you or they're, they're inspired by you that, you know, cause I, my mom didn't know. Cause I never told my mom when I was uh, growing up that how, you know, I, I was always inspired by her and I always looked up to her yeah. and stuff like that. But I never really, you know, we didn't, I know we just didn't talk like that. So I remember in high school, like yeah. I had to write a little project saying like, who, who's your hero. And I picked my mom as my hero because I said that, you know, she does. My daughter did that. Know, so yeah, my daughter did that school. That's what she did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah, that's what she did. So there you go. Last year, all I had to write that. Yeah. yeah. Those are, so that's cool. So I think, so I think you're okay. Yeah, I think you'd be fine. Yeah, she was saying things like, you know, even though mommy, she said, my mommy took me ice skating and I went on the ice and I put the boots on and I hurt myself by doing it because I'm physically, you know, sort of broken. <laughs> and mommy couldn't walk for three days afterwards because she took me ice skating, but mommy took me ice skating. That's it. You still did it. You, you. I mean, the funny thing is, you could say, "I'm sorry, but I can't do that," or you know, "Mom's not comfortable going out oh, and doing do that, that," or whatever. And no, do and that. the funny thing is, you'd be fine. Like nobody would hold that against you. They would understand. They'd say, "Oh, yeah, you know, that. that's okay," because you know she has, you know, she's going blind. But you chose to say, "No, like I'm still gonna be. I'm still mom. I'm still gonna go, and yeah. I'm gonna still try to do this. Yeah. And you know, maybe it won't go well. Yeah, you know, <laughs> maybe it won't go terrific." bedtime you know when i couldn't read her stories anymore yeah and she could read then because she's a really good reader okay so i got her to read to me instead. there you so go so it's, yeah to me. so you modified you modified you adapted you know? and you continued you know like you know that's all we do we still do the same yeah. we do things we just have to adapt to the changes oh, another way don't you and the changes are so small our mean. changes so are so small what how old were you when you got diagnosed? i was 14 and how old are you now? I'm now 39. Oh, wow. Okay. So 25 years. Yep. So, I mean, like I said, I mean, my mom cried. Even though my mom knew 
Like, I, like I didn't cry. I knew I was. I knew what was going on. You know, yeah. I expected this, but seeing my mom growing yeah. up, seeing my mom handling it the way she handled it, had made me realize yeah. that this isn't really a death sentence. This isn't. This isn't the end of things. This is just the beginning of another journey. This is just the beginning of something else. That's yeah, that makes sense. So we just does your son know? Does your son know that there's yeah, a chance? He knows that. And yeah, he knows that right now he's okay, and he said, but he know he understands. Think he understands that there's a chance he can get it. But this is why I do what I do now, so that when he yeah. gets it, or maybe hopefully he doesn't, but if he does get it, he's gonna look and say, "Hey, you know, I know Dad's had it, and I know uh, Nana, she's also had it, and." Uh, they both do yeah. fine. So what do I have to worry about? Yeah. Yeah, my children don't know. Well, you just set the example. You know, you got to just set your example. You just got to continue to do what you do, you know. And so that in the event yeah. that they, if something happens and they maybe that they do get it or, you know, what, they're going to look at it and go, no big deal. They're going to shake it off. They're going to say, mom, mom had it and mom was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to be worried about it, like you know, because you're. It's that's yeah. that's. I think that's our job now as parents. You know, yeah, that's our job now is to show to our kids also that you know, if you you can you can adapt in to any situation. You know, there's always a choice to just say I give up. I give up, and we and we yeah, no, and we've all had those days. You know, we, we you know, no matter how positive I am and how positive anybody is, like we've all had days yeah. where. If I walk into one more thing, you know, yes. I'm going to lose it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I've had a conversation with a lady, <laughs> and a, probably a 15-minute conversation. We were talking away, and my partner had a minor car accident. It was nothing. It was somebody went into the back of his car. He wasn't hurt or anything. Yeah. And um, and the lady was talking to asking me how he was, and did he get the car fixed, and is he okay? Big conversation, you know, really nice lady, inquiring into his health. It was lovely, you know? Yeah. And then I come away. I had no clue who she was, and I phoned my partner, and I said she had blonde hair and a, and a pointy nose and that's what I could see, I could see the blonde hair and the pointy nose and even to this day I have no idea who this woman is but she knew us well enough to know lots about us and have a conversation with me for 15 minutes but I still don't know who she was <laughs> 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 and I still can't you know and I um, I bumped into my, my son's got a girlfriend oh she's lovely, lovely girl, very nice girl and um, we had dinner with her parents for my son's birthday and they're so nice, I've not met them before, they were so lovely but I got to the restaurant half an hour early on my own. I made sure I knew the way to the toilet. I put my wine in the same place. I put my cutlery in the same place. So that I don't want to make a show of myself, you know, and show him off. And, yeah. you know, so and I didn't have a clue because they wouldn't have a clue, you know. And um, and then a couple, few weeks later, I saw um, his girlfriend's mum in the high street and she stopped me to speak to me. And she was like, oh, no, it's so lovely to see you. How are you? I was so, and, and I was very brave. I don't normally do this. And I went, I'm sorry, who are you? Oh. Because I couldn't see her. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I'm Edmay's mum. And she said, um, and she said, and, and I went, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she was lovely. She was so sweet. And then I said to my son, I said to Jack, I said, you must call Esme and tell her, I wasn't, tell her mom I wasn't being rude. Because they didn't know because no, there was no need for them no, to know. Right. He didn't come up in conversation, you know? Yep. I was like, oh, so embarrassed. And she was lovely. Obviously, they're such nice people. Oh, I haven't, so uh, yeah. I was so embarrassed. I thought, she's going to think I was so ignorant and I'm not. I'm so sorry. That's the frustrating, <laughs> that's, the, that's the most, that's the frustrating and embarrassing part of our disease is like, you know, I've had you get that all the time where someone comes up to you in public and it's so quick and they're just like, "Oh, hey, Mike," and or you know, and you're like, uh, uh, and it's you're they're like, "Who is this? Who who am I talking to?" You know. Yes. 
the one time I'm brave enough to ask who they are, and it turns out to be the last day, I'm like, oh, no. Like, he didn't know who I was. It's like, it's not that he didn't know who you were. He didn't probably see it. <laughs> Uh, See, and, and, and people who know, tell me, like my friend Anna, she'll say, hi, Joe, it's Anna. And straight away, oh, hi, Anna, you all right? You know, straight away, people who know will tell me who they are. They used to meet, no problem at all. Oh, yeah. You know? Hi, so, um, blah, 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 we, we, yeah, we did this. Say, okay. Exactly. And once you tell me, I'm absolutely fine. You know? Oh, yeah. But otherwise, but, but I did, um, <clears throat> I did, um, I did, I did, not saved her life in that way, like, you know, CPR or anything. I was. Uh, I'll go to a local cafe. I'll go there quite often. I'll go there so often that if I pull in in the scooter and there's somebody somewhere my seat, they move. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, sorry, in your seat. I'm like, no, no, you're okay. No, no, we'll move. You sit yourself down. I'm like, thank you very much. And I have my own seat. I'll pack on the wall. And um, and I was talking to a lady one day, and I said, and she was chatting away, just you know, normal conversation. So I said, are you all right? Oh, no, I've not been very well for a few weeks, she said, and I've been to doctors and I've, I've been feeling really off and I don't feel right. And I said, oh, you smell like pear drops. She went, sorry? I said, you smell like pear drops. I said, you've got diabetes. She went, what? I said, you need to go to the doctors and get a blood test. You've got diabetes. She said, I said, you have. Honestly, I guarantee you've got diabetes. That's why you've been feeling so poorly. And I saw a couple of weeks later and she came rushing up to me. She was like, oh, I have to tell you what. I went, I had a blood sugar test and it was through the roof. And I went straight to the hospital and I got sorted. I got my insulin and, you know, I'm so thankful that, you know, how did you know? I said, I was watching some drama series and one of the doctors on the drama series diagnosed diabetes through smelling pear drops. That's the stage in my head. That's all it was. You saved my life, she says. Wow. <laughs> I said, I can't see your face so I could, but I could smell the pear drops. I could smell them straight away. <laughs> That's interesting. That's crazy. That was really funny. I was like, and you wouldn't think of it, but I think if I was visual, I wouldn't have noticed as much. I wouldn't have taken any notice of what she smelled like because I've been staring at her instead. No, or we have those heightened senses. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I thought, well, that, that's a positive, isn't it? That, that helps. Oh, yeah. You know, I helped that lady, so that made me feel good. <laughs> See? Or you're, you're like a superhero. That, that's what you I use, thought. You I use your... Kind of yeah. You need, some, you need a cape and we get... Yeah, yeah. I do. I do. I'm going to get a, a, a license plate made for my scooter, for my mobility scooter. Yeah. Say, um, the word blind and number one, so blind one. That's what I'm going to get on the scooter. That'd be awesome. So at least people move out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm going to have, the blind one. <laughs> so something I'd like to So what are, you, uh, what are your interests? Like, what do you like to do in your in your spare time and stuff? Um, I do my voluntary work at a visual impairment charity it's called vision north somerset okay. which is where i live and um i started by they did my registration on the site loss register they came out to the house and talked me through things and they gave me my little card and said i was machine impaired and you know and then they got me some equipment that helped and that made a difference and i had some pain training and then i started to go along to this cafe they had this get together once a week and i said um i'd like to help if that's okay you know no like, oh yeah you know no problem at all so I started to volunteer at the cafe and then and lots of people come in that have got that are vision impaired. I have one lady that comes in and she lost her vision overnight. She went to bed fine, woke up the next morning, literally couldn't see anything. Wow. You know? So and she was in such a bad way in herself, you know, her life was over, she didn't know what to do and I was and I'm not very good at I'm not I'm not very good at sort of holding your hand and, you know, sort of placating you. I can't do that. I'm not very good at you at that. I was just very much, you know what, your life isn't over. As much as this has happened, you still have a life. You have a husband and you have children and you you have all this ahead of you. Yeah, like you're okay. You need to find a way to adapt. Right. Yes. 
And so, and then, you know, two years later, I mean, she's amazing. You know, she goes out on her own and she's got her long cane and she's got her independence and her freedom. And, you know, so even that little bit of encouragement that you give somebody else makes you feel better. Totally. You know, so I, so I volunteer there and I'm on the board now. I'm a trustee on the board. Oh, wow. So sort of on the committee. So I do that as well. And I meet my friends and I've got, a, I love shoes. I've got to think about shoes. <laughs> and my partner always says, he says, for somebody who can't walk very far, you've got a heck of a lot of shoes. I'm like, yes, but it's an investment. I'm not going to wear them out. And they'll be vintage, won't they, by the time my daughter grows up. And she can have them, they'll be worth a fortune. <laughs> you know? And so I like to buy shoes. And, you know, and I like to be with the children. I like to be with my partner. And I like I like my quiet life. I enjoy my quiet life. You know, but I, and I just, I, you know, when my daughter goes to um, secondary school, which is supposed to be like middle school in, in, in America. Okay. Um, I couldn't when I was doing my degree and I had to stop because my sight loss I was like four months away from graduating and I had to stop and I was very that really upset me that really bothered me because I got so far and then had to stop and I didn't like that and so I'm going to finish my degree when she goes to middle school that's awesome and I don't know what in I don't know what in I don't care I just want to finish it I want to finish it and I want to graduate I've got amazing shoes I bought a new dress to wear with my graduation gown and my cap so I don't care what it's in, I just want to graduate. There you go. So uh, okay, keep, when goes, keep when those goals up. School, I'm going to do that, you know? Exactly. And so, yeah, I just, and, you know, I meet friends and I take the dog out and it's just, I'm busy, but sometimes I'll have a really busy day and I couldn't tell you what I've done. I've no idea, <laughs> but I know I've had a busy day. <laughs> so do you have wet floor signs oh, over in the UK? Oh, yes. Lovely yellow things. Yeah. <laughs> So who wins in a fight? Who wins in the fight then? Who wins in that fight? Is it you or the wet floor sign? Me, because I'm on the scooter. <laughs> if I was on foot, I'd probably trip over them, but on the scooter, I'd just drive into them. It's fine. <laughs> and where I live, it's about 10 minutes to my daughter's school okay. on the mobility scooter. And I kept sort of colliding with the lampposts and, and, and the boxes on the side and, you know, like the telephone boxes with the wires in. I kept colliding with them because they blended in too much. So I went round all of them, and I and I put black and yellow marker tape around all of them. Okay. So now that's my that's my path to school. I know the way now because that's how I go. I just follow the yellow and black tape. <laughs> so oh I find a way. <laughs> you should just put a cane in the front of the scooter. I, I would do that, but I just think I'd never get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but my my dog is a therapy dog. Oh, okay. She um she goes she goes around the school and the children read to her. And I take it, and my she goes to the hospice and the hospital, and um, you know she's a visiting dog, like to make patients feel better. Okay. You know, like in clinic. So I take my dog doing that. So you know, that's really lovely. She really enjoys doing that. Oh, cool. And um, she's a female dog. She's a Shih Tzu, and her name's Bernard. Yeah, Bernard. But she's 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 brilliant. She's absolutely lovely. So I take her, and I am going to apply for a guide dog. Cool. That's my next step. Awesome. The problem I have is. You can't have a guide dog in the UK if you drive a mobility scooter. Oh, so you're going to have to give that up. I have to have a wheelchair instead. And I hate the wheelchair. I'm sorry. Anybody who has a wheelchair, it's no disrespect. I, when I had one, I didn't like it. Nobody spoke to me. People treated me like I, I was stupid. I took my son's, my son's shoe shopping one day for new shoes for school. Yeah. And we were in the shoe shop and I asked the lady for help for a certain pair of shoes. And the lady came out and served my son. He was six. And she served him. And she put the shoes on his feet and she didn't walk around the shop as you do. And then she took them off and said, but they're fine. And she didn't address me once, not once. And we got to the counter to pay. 
and she put them through the till. She said, that'll be like 30 pounds, whatever it was. And I said, oh, well, you're not going to pay for them. She said, well, I said, well, you've done everything else. I just assumed that you were going to pay for them as well because you didn't speak oh. to them. You know, <laughs> in, the in the wheelchair, people treat you very differently compared to the scooter. Okay. And I don't like that. And also, the wheelchair is about £3,000, and I don't have £3,000 to buy a wheelchair. So until I have £3,000 to buy a wheelchair, then I'll apply for a guide dog. That's weird. That they're, that why, so, uh, why can't you just have the guide dog just like normal, like everybody else, like walking around with just the dog, with the guide dog? I can't walk, I can't walk far enough. I can only walk for a few minutes. Ah, okay. So that's right. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That's the problem, because I can't walk far enough. Well, then I don't like the cane, too. Um, the the cane, too. In the UK, you have to walk far enough. Okay. The cane is the same issue too. You could the like the cane is also a problem, I think, for a lot of people because once you have that cane, it, it like yeah. like hey, look, there's the blind person. Oh yes, oh yes, definitely, definitely. So, so people treat you when I'm ready, and when I have the money to buy the wheelchair, and when I'm ready, then I will, I will go and get assessed, and I will, you know, because the guide dog will make a difference. It will. I get to keep my freedom and my independence. I don't have to yeah. rely on everybody and. You know, at some point it will happen. We'll get a cool wheel. Just get a really yet. cool wheelchair, like you know, make it style and painted and stuff. That's why I need the three thousand pounds because the one I like is really amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not, it's not your typical wheelchair. Like if we're gonna do so this, I'm, do I'm this not right. Any yeah. Box standard wheelchair. I want a nice one. Yep. I want one that stands out. I That's it. That yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm like. I'm like. I like the people that like personalize their canes because I'm like. I'm all for the white oh, yeah. and red cane, and that's fine, but. I don't know. It just seems too boring. You know, I want like some crazy, you know, awesome looking cane. Oh yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, mine's mine's called Abel from Cain and Abel in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, like Cain and Abel, the brother. Okay. So I call mine Cain Abel. It's <laughs> called Abel from Cain and Abel. <laughs> nice. So I call it Abel. So it's like it enables me to get out of the bay. <laughs> there you go. So if you can get your vision back. Oh, sorry. I said um, this. The next question is like a you know another a, a big one here. If you can get your vision okay. back, what would be one of the first things that you would do? Oh, oh, that's a big issue. Yep. You, um, first thing, what are you doing? Oh, I mean, I don't know because people were saying to me things like, "Oh, you know, if you want to travel, you should go and do it now because you won't be able to see this and you won't be able to see that." And I said, "You know what?" I know what the pyramids of Giza look like. I know what the Eiffel Tower looks like. I know what the Statue of Liberty looks like. I've been there. I've seen it. It's amazing. I, 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 I don't want. I want. I don't want to see that. Right. I want to see my daughter get married. I want to watch my son graduate. Of course, yeah, those are the important things ones. I want to see. But I, I don't. I don't know. I, don't, I think I'm so used to not seeing. Yep. That I don't know. I've heard the answer before. Yeah, People are like, "Oh my, my, my life's pretty good." I. I don't think I would do anything differently. Yeah. <laughs> Some people say that, like so. Yeah, because I mean, everybody, everybody just looks the same to me anyway. Like my children look the same, and my partner looks the same, and you know, and I look in the mirror and I don't see the wrinkles, so that's a positive, you know. Yeah, so there you go. It's not the end of the world, Damn. you know. I don't, I don't know. What about I what about what about driving? Would, I would, I, I would like. I've never driven a car. I've never, I've never had a driving license. Oh wow! Okay. And I, yeah, so I, I've not. I'm not, I've not missed what I haven't had, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that you never, ex- yeah, right. You never experienced it, so you wouldn't really know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I've never, I've never done it. And my partner took me driving in his car on the beach, and we got I only got like ten miles an hour. It felt really fast, but it wasn't. And all of a sudden, he said, "Stop!" <laughs> I said, and I stopped. I said, "What?" He said, "There's a post in front of you." I said, "I can see." He said, "But you didn't turn." I said, 
said you didn't tell me to turn. You told me to carry straight on. So I carried straight on. He said, we would have hit the post. I said, you told me to carry straight on. I do, I do what you told me. <laughs> Exactly. I did exactly so what you told me to do. Get together. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I don't think, I think it would be things like colours. I think it'd be nice to see how bright and vibrant things were because I'm so used to not seeing how vibrant they are. So maybe take a painting, so maybe? Maybe uh, start doing or some, you know. yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, it would be something that I've never done before Just... that I've not got, I'm not, can't do now, but then suddenly get the chance to. Yeah, so you can experience so, yeah so i don't know i don't know all right so... yeah that isn't you right that's a biggie what i never thought that before. oh yeah no so I, I think that's like i would go outside and i've said i come up with something all the time i think of all the different things that i would do and i keep i still do that now sometimes and i say that like even one was just so simple as go walk down the street at night because I can't oh, do that, yes. you know, and it's like, it, oh, it's, it sounds, it sounds like it would probably would sound silly to like anybody else, but that, yeah, that's exactly. a joy I'd like to feel again, walking down the street at oh, night wow, and yes. feeling like I could see, you know, feel, and feeling comfortable and then just I feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh yes, definitely. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Because once it gets to a certain time of day, that's it. You know? So, oh yeah, I'm a seasonal prisoner. That's what we call it. I'm a seasonal prisoner. I yeah. love the summer because it's late night. Yeah. And it's light. Right. I go out and about and do different things. But in the winter, my, I'll pick my daughter up from school at 3.20. I said, Mommy, can we go to the park? No, darling, we can't because you have to be home because by four o'clock it's dark. And I have to be home because otherwise I can't be out. You know, right. so I'm a seasonal prisoner. So yeah, that, 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 yeah, that would be nice actually. Just to go out in the dark on my own. Yeah. And here's, a, here's another good one I like to do is in your dreams, are you visually impaired yeah. or are you fully sighted? I'm fully sighted. So you've never experienced a dream where you were actually aware no, that you were visually impaired? Not one. I, cause, no, not one. Because I recently started having that and I was always, that's why I kind of, I, I like asking people this question because I like to know, you know, I always get different. Yeah. I've gotten different responses because I've gotten people who they've always been visually impaired. So that's their oh, dreams yeah. most of the time are always, you know, they're always visually impaired in their dreams because they've never been sighted. And then I've had ones where it goes back and forth. And, you know, I've, so it's like, yeah, for me, that's what I find. Sometimes I have dreams where I'm driving a car and I'm oh, wow. at, and I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this. Like, that's like, that's like, it's my, I, my vision seems okay, but in my head, I'm kind of yeah. like, I should not be doing this. You know you shouldn't be doing like it. Like something yeah. is, yeah. Like oh, I'm wow. feeling right, or I know I'm not supposed to be doing this. No. Yeah, no, I'm always sighted. I've never had a dream where I can't see. I'm always fully sighted. Don't you love that though? Because that's like always. that's like the um, yeah. that's our escape. It's wonderful. It's our escape. It's that's wonderful. That's the moment yeah. where we can we we get to be whatever we want to be in our dreams, and it's a. Uh, yeah, uh, it, exactly. it's always nice to just do oh, things yeah. and be like, "Oh my god, I could do this! I was doing this in my dream. I might never be able to do that." <laughs> exactly. I mean, a friend of mine, he's um, he was doing his degree in photography, and he was doing a project on sight loss. So he asked me if he, I could be like a case study. Okay. And he took some photographs, and he, you know, came to the house and took some photographs of things that I use to help me every day, and. You know, I bump on the stickers on the cooker to make sure I put the, the oven on the right temperature and things like that, and the, the key fobs are right so I can see where the key goes in the door and just silly things like that. Right. And um, and and he got a friend of ours, a mutual friend, to write a poem. He said, "Would you write a poem on stop loss?" And she 
um, did it about me. And she sent me this poem. And oh my goodness, it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful about losing your vision and, you know, about what you can and can't see. And she honestly, she hit the nail on the head. It was beautiful, this poem, honestly. And in my dream, it's always, it's always visual. It's never anything else. And then this poem's written on, in my kitchen, hanging up in my kitchen. And, um, you know, and I read it and it's about, it's about my daughter getting married. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. It's about, even, even though she was five at the time, five or six at the time, it, it's about her wedding day. And it's just talking about, you know, oh, I just, I can't, honestly, I can't describe, I'd have to read it to you. I can't describe it. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And, um, and that gets me every time, you know, reading that poem. Right. And, in my dreams, I'm always visual, always, and I've never had one where I'm not. So maybe, yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a nice escape. It is. It is. I, I always said I'd like to learn how to. Um, I always want to learn how to lucid dream, so I can control my dreams oh, yeah. and start to be able to just do like oh. you know, do whatever you want, like have like you know, just be actually be oh, aware. Imagine being aware in your dream and being able to just do so many things that you you know you normally cannot do. You know, and all do everything. Yeah. So it'd be fun. Wow. I mean, I, wanted to, I, I did want to jump out of an aeroplane. <laughs> and um, the, <laughs> and the, um, the sight loss charity that I volunteer for, they were doing it to raise money for the charity. I said, I'll do it. She really, I said, yeah, take me in. I'll do it. I'll, I'll get sponsors. I'll, I'll jump out of the plane. Huh. And she said, well, you'll need medical permission because physically I'm not very good. I said, it's fine, no problem. So I phoned the doctor. And I said, oh, I said, well, on the phone, I said, doctor, I need... Um, a, a, like a permission slip, basically, like a, a hall pass to, <laughs> you know, give him permission to jump out of an aeroplane. And he laughed. I said, what are you laughing at? He said, I can't, I can't let you jump out of an aeroplane. <laughs> I said, no, I'll be fine. I'll be okay. He said, no, he said, physically, he said, he said honestly, he said, I really can't, I can't give you, I can't write that down. He says, I cannot give you permission. But in my head, why? Why can't I jump out of an aeroplane? I don't understand what the problem is. Yeah. I quite enjoy that. I can't see where I'm going to fall anyway. Yeah, so it's okay. I'm not scared because I don't realize how I don't realize how high I am. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I'm petrified of spiders, and it works in my partner's favour because now nine times out of ten, I can't see the spiders in the house anymore. So he hasn't got to get them out anymore. So it helps him, you know. Yeah. And he knows where they are and he can see them. But unless I go, oh, there's a spider, there's a spider. Yeah, you're okay. And well, that's what I say about ghosts. I feel bad for ghosts that tried to scare me if they were trying to, because I wouldn't be able to tell that they were. So it's it's. Oh, what a waste of time! It's okay. I'm I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sure you're doing a terrific job, but uh, I can't see you. I do feel sorry so. for them because yeah, waste of time. It, exactly. Definitely. It's like going into a haunted house. I went to. A, I got taken through a haunted house one time, and. <laughs> I literally was just yeah. walked through the haunted house and, you know, all the people are trying to scare you and stuff like that. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm, yeah, be my guest. <laughs> I'm sure you're really scary, but, uh, you know, uh, congrats, thank you. Yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely. It's like the cinema. I mean, I went I went with my son. I said to my son, and I, I don't like scary films. I've never liked scary films. Okay. And um, I, said, I said to my son, I said, um, she's just not here. She's having a sleepover with a friend. So we'll take you out for a dinner and we'll go see a film. What would you like to see? He said, well, I don't know. I said, anything you want to see, sweetheart, be my guest. I'll go to see anything you want to see. He said, can we see it too? And I went, what? And he went, I really want to see it too. And I went, okay, but really? I went, yeah, I'll take to see it too. Will you really? He said, you don't like scary films? That's fine, I'll take you. 
And even though I couldn't see what was going on very much, I, I got sort of the, the hang of it enough to be petrified, and I spent three hours swearing and screaming, enough where he couldn't concentrate on the film. He had to go next time with his friends to watch it properly. I can't do it, I can't do it, I was like, <laughs> and he thought, it's better because you can't see it. I said, but I know what's coming. I can tell by the news. That's awesome. So I did try, and this is that theory, that's something. I said, I deserve a prize for that. I think I might get some new shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, well, I want to thank you. So how long have you, oh. you been married, Michael? What was that? How, how long have you been married? Married? Uh, we got married in 2009, so it's uh, going to be 11 oh, years. Oh, wow. And what does your wife do? She is. In a, she works at a daycare. She's a teacher. She enjoy that? Uh, yeah, she's been doing it quite uh, quite a few years now. Um, she you know she's good at it. Good, that's good. That's what I like to hear. That's good. That's important. She likes the kids. Yeah, she likes people. to work with kids and stuff. Like that. I mean, I think she's worth more money. Yeah, I, I think she's uh, uh, grossly underpaid, but. Um, Oh, they all in daycare. They all are over here. It's the same. Yeah. Any kind of care work, it, it is terribly. Paid. It's ridiculous. But I think you have to be a special kind of person to do it. Totally. And that, and they rely on that because they know they haven't got to pay you enough because you're you're kind enough to do that kind of job in the first place. Right. So yes, it's the same here. Definitely the same here. Ah, that's crazy. It must be a, a probably similar, I guess, all over the world. I guess. Oh yes. And what about with this coronavirus? Are you all safe? Are you all set up? We're all, all quarantined all here. Yeah, we're all we're all quarantined, and she's uh, currently not working until I think right now. It's, I think it's past May twentieth. I think. Oh yeah. Okay. So she she's on unemployment. Yeah, we're the same. We're all, we're all at home. Yeah, but your son no school. Uh, no school. He well, they do um uh distance learning. So he's got his uh his you know Chromebook, and he uh does all his uh yeah. you know. School, uh, classwork on, on the computer. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, we're the same here. It's all quiet. We're all at home and we're all together and, you know, you just have to get through it the best you can. That's it. With anything, really. I mean, you and I are probably pretty much yeah, used to, we're, we're, we're used to, like I tell people, I'm used to being home all the time and, and not getting out. I did say that. I'm so used to social distancing anyway, so it's no This is no me. different for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is just somebody telling me I have to do this now and I'm like, I'm like I already do this already. I'm soaking in the family time that we usually normally don't uh, get as much of like uh, we, you know so that's what we said you don't normally get the chance so enjoy it definitely yep. yeah that's what we said but thank you for joining me today it was uh, had a lot of fun you are welcome thank you for inviting me I really appreciate it so when 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 will it be on? Let's see. I think right that? now I am. Let's see. I think, I think I still have a couple episodes scheduled. I think I'm like two or now. I've gone about three weeks out or so. I think yours might be like. I think you're still. You might be in May. I think you still might be. You might be in some okay. sometime in May. I'll I'll let you know. I gotta go back and check uh, how many more episodes I have left that are uh, already scheduled, and uh, and then I'll see where you're gonna be. So will you send me like some kind of link? Oh, I told you. I will send you. you I send everybody a little one there. I usually, like I said, I share it. I'll share it on both the the Facebook groups and then I share it on my own page. And then uh, I send a link to 
uh, you know, the person, so directly, so that just in case they, you know, oh, missed brilliant. it. That's brilliant. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate You're that. You're very welcome. But uh, I hope you enjoy. You take care, okay? I hope you enjoy. Be safe so and, and all that. Oh, ditto. Oh, and you, definitely. It was fun. Be safe and wash your hands. Oh, yeah, you too. <laughs> oh, we will. You take care, okay? All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. you enjoyed this week's episode see you next week for another episode of living free with rp